You know what? I feel like talking about the presence of the Black Father. The, excuse me, Jesus. Um, the presence, like, lack thereof, or just, like, around it? Everything included. Um, yes. Father but, Like, the whole idea father figures, even single mothers, because they had to play both parts of mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Okay, well, you heard it. This is Jack. And I'm a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and we are the Continuous Boys. And it's been a long time. It's been a long time in between. A lot of life has happened. But that's okay. <laughs> so we gotta make it work though. We do. I hope everyone is alright. I hope everyone is staying sane through this pandemic and all the political stuff that is going on as well. And I hope everyone is just you don't even gotta be happy, but just just be content. Just I just hope you're content and chilling, you know. With wherever your life is right now to add on. Also, 100%, yeah. Sure. Also, just finding the meaning of life within your own and not trying to find it within society's influences. Agreed. <clears throat> Agreed. Well, I hope everyone who's listening, you're all right. Present, future, past tense, or even, you know, apparitions. I don't know. Right. Hope you guys that are all right. Dimensions. <laughs> Hope everyone's okay on their different timelines. Oh, also, uh, just a word of warning. So, um, there is a sleeping dog near me. So if you periodically hear snoring, I am very sorry, but he is very loud. Hi, Rocco. <laughs> yeah, he is knocked out. Um, all right. So let's get into it. So you uh, you brought up the topic of the presence. The of presence. Yeah. So, I mean, where would you like to start? Go for it. I had wanted to ask, what does it mean to be a role model? And mm-hmm. how much of an impact can a role model make? Okay. Um, or you want me to go ahead and answer? I can go ahead and answer first. Um, you know, this is our first time doing a <laughs> podcast like online, if that this makes way. any sense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're usually together in person. Right, yeah. Like, but, it's so funny. Right now, I'm looking at the, the host, and it's like my name and your name, and then mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> the other person's like Tyrese. Right? <laughs> Which one is the clone? Exactly. Oh, man. Okay. Um, But yeah, go for it. All right. So the meaning of a role model can really impact the whole society in general. If you really think about it, there are Martin Luther Kings of the world and there are Adolf Hitlers of the world. Mm -hmm. So what I mean to say is each leader can definitely be positive or negative, just putting it in simple terms. Right. And (laughs) If you decide to be a leader, you know, a lot of people like to follow. No, it's, it's no disrespect to them because sometimes you, you need to be a follower to become a leader. 
you have to follow to become a leader in order to like learn what it takes to be a leader in general or what it takes to to achieve <clears throat> in general. Right, yeah. So with that being said, um social impacts as far as environment parenting, education, etc. Like nurture. So when you just to clarify, when you say environment, are you saying like nurture or are you saying like literal environment? Oh, literal environment. Like okay, okay. Like no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just trying to touch on it just to make sure the listeners understand. Like right. for example, um, growing up in the hood, you know what I'm saying, or right. growing up in the suburbs, etc. You have people shaping their own personalities off of it sometimes and right. some of them some people actually try to pretend to be from the hood some people try to pretend like they're bougie and stuff like i agree yeah and at the end of the day you know these things can shape or make or sh- shape or leader make or right. break a leader so what is your input okay um so when it comes to sorry about that, I'm closing a door. It's okay. Um so when it comes to something like that, when it comes to role models, I do think role models are very important. I don't know. It's hard to say, right? Because look at it in the sense of say siblings. You have the oldest, middle, other, you know, however many kids there are, right? But the oldest in a sense, in a lot of cases, sometimes becomes the, or at least tends to be the first or the second role model of the younger siblings. Now, does that mean that they're a good role model? Well, it depends, right? I think also being a good role model is subjective. And the reason I say that is because, yes, Adolf Hitler like majority of people agree that Adolf Hitler was was horrible. He spread a lot of horrible propaganda, right? And and caused so many horrible things to happen. But you also have to realize that there are people that still believe in that shit. You know? So those people would see Adolf Hitler as a great role model. And you know, you know what I'm coming at? Like I think role models just depends on who you choose to listen to. Um, like, yes, the majority of people will see certain individuals as good role models or not. However, mm-hmm. I do think it's important to acknowledge that a role model is just any person who has a heavy influence on other individuals, whether that's one other individual or whether that's tons and thousands and millions of people. That person, any person, can really be a role model. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also, I think, also a big thing with being a role model is just being able to have some kind of impact, which means you do have to know how to be a people's person. You have to know how to communicate and maybe even to some extent persuade people. You have to know how to do certain things and overall be a leader, which doesn't mean you have to be a good one, but be a leader, be someone who's going to stand at the forefront of whatever it is in order to get other people to follow behind you. You can't be a follower and have followers behind you. 
it's another thing of like Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud, um, a lot of people think he's really cool. And this is the thing. There's no person necessarily that's going to outright say they like Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud is the one who came up with the idea that, yes, every single person, when they're a child, basically has weird sexual feelings about the opposite gender parent. So, like, if you're a daughter, you have a weird attraction to your father and you're jealous of your mother and vice versa. That He was the guy who, and this is very layman's terms, but he was the guy who came up with that. Mind you, when he was just a dude that was like a kid and was just sexually attracted to his mother, and he that was just him. But he made it into a whole philosophy. And Sigmund Freud still exists as mommy and daddy issues and how it gets sexualized. And people believe in that stuff. No one, and that's the thing no, you don't even have to realize that you're a follower of someone else to say that they're a good role model or not. Like, if, if you said to someone Sigmund Freud, they would be like, God, no, or they wouldn't know who he was. But if you were to talk about mommy and daddy issues, especially, I feel like, in some cases with men, there's definitely women, don't get me wrong, who sexualize these things or who believe in these things in a very negative way. But you also see a lot with men when it comes to women with having daddy issues. And that they feel like women can only have daddy issues. And, and this is like in quotations, um, the term mommy daddy issues. Um, that that is that is like a thing, you know, like that's like sometimes it's attractive or sometimes it's like, oh, OK, she has daddy issues. She's easy or oh, OK, she has daddy issues. It's it's blah, blah, blah. Right. Um. So, you know, there's a lot of impacts that still exist from other people that we don't want to talk about as a society um, or even really touch on like in history and see how stuff from the past still connects to today. But there's a lot of people who are role models and who have done good and bad things. But like I said, I really do feel like a role model is super subjective. Like I, I think Martin Luther King was great. I think he was great. I don't think he did very good things at the same time. I understand. Um, to be clear, um, I just wanted to say, like, based, oh, off, based off of normal morals, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, and I'm not dissing you at all. I'm just, no, you're fine. Like, I'm just saying, like, um, yeah. Definitely, morals can be subjective. You know what I'm saying? People raise right, it. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. basically what you're getting at. Yeah. Um. From, let's just say, like a natural standpoint, from your mm-hmm. own standpoint, in our standpoint in general. Well, you know, minds might be different. Different. So. Sure. But I, I, I think we can both agree that, like, you know, Martin Luther King and Adolf Hitler is definitely two different. And I'm oh, not just saying that oh, because I'm black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. But nah, um, I feel like to have that kind of power over one person, and I'm, I know they are, um, they've influenced millions, both right. of them. Yeah. So 
to have that kind of power over one person, and I'm going back to like the very basic of this whole podcast. Yeah, to have that kind of um, power over one person can be extreme. Is what I'm getting at. So mm, yeah, the way that I raise you, for example, or not you, I'm, not, I'm just saying like in general, the way that I, the way that I raise someone, or the way that I coach someone, or the way that I teach <laughs> someone that can literally leave an impact upon this whole world, as we've seen with the Holocaust, as we've seen with the civil rights movement, you know, as, as, as shit, I'm stuttering, as aforementioned, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so at the end of the day, um, the power of a black father can literally make or break a child's life. Um, given that statement, it's like this. With a black father, I feel like this community can be stronger. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know the statistics. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I do not know the statistics of single moms. This is just based off of my own theory. I'm just going to okay. clarify that. Yeah. So there's a lot of single moms out there. And it's not even just for black people. You know what I'm saying? Some people dad probably passed away early I have friends yeah, whose dad passed away. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I have friends whose dads or passed away early moms too you know what I'm saying there's orphans out here that don't even know their actual parents and they struggle with those kind of problems sometimes well, let me not say all sometimes I literally met someone who was an orphan the other day telling me like how he always wanted to meet his parents but he never got a chance to meet them so he actually found a way to become his own man, his own identity. And that's what it sometimes takes to become a leader. And I feel like this is coming back to my point. I feel like if you have what it takes to become a leader, and I'm not doubting anyone out here, is sometimes it's like you get to a point in your life where you have to stand up for yourself. And I'm not just saying against like anyone outside of yourself. I'm saying within yourself, you can't be your bully. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't listen to your critic all the time saying that, oh, this is bad. You know what I'm saying? You can't keep on doubting yourself. You got to stand up. You have to realize that the man inside of you is stronger than the man outside of you. Mm-hmm. And not to get religious or anything. It says something like that in the Bible. Now, I'm not the most religious person ever. Mm-hmm. I just really agree with that because it's like when I started changing my own mentality, I stopped becoming a victim of myself. And meaning to say, like, I'm the one that's doubting. I'm the one that's putting these thoughts into my head. Like, oh, you can't do this. Can't do that. I'm not believing that I can do this. I'm not confident, blah, blah, blah. You get the point. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's like when I started to change that, oh, I can win. I can beat my grandmother in chess. Oh, I can dress how I want to dress. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Yes. Now I'm becoming who who I might have been destined to be. And I, I, I believe in destiny, yes. I don't know my destiny, if that makes any sense. I can't sit here and say, oh, I know my destiny. Like, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not God. I believe in God, of course. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't mean to, like... Put, bring religion into this I'm just being real like you know I, I can't define life but 
I can make the most out of it because, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to put it like this. I'm not a fully spoiled person. I've been spoiled before by my parents and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you get to a point where you realize it's like, okay, mom ain't going to buy everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That you want. So you can't really just say like, well, I couldn't just say like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. You know what I'm saying? I can't get this video game. I can't get a video game every week. You know what I'm saying? I used to like, I still like playing video games. But I'm just being real. Like, I can't get this. Can't get that. Get that. That's not how life works. You know what I'm saying? It's not mm-hmm. about give me. It's not, it's not about what you get it's about what you provide you you know what i'm saying what you give Mm -hmm. and that's what i had to learn too like i was focusing on myself so much to the point where i couldn't make it past the obstacle that was in front of me besides like the obstacle that's within me so i had to realize that i needed help i needed guidance you know what i'm saying i'm looking to my friends how do you get past this obstacle looking to my mom how do you get past this obstacle cousin you know what i'm saying same thing i I, you already know i ask you a lot of questions (laughs) like i i have to be i had to remain inquisitive about certain things in life in order to find these answers now don't get me wrong i forget some of them don't get me wrong (laughs) yeah but the truth is it's like if it wasn't for those questions i would be stuck at the like at the obstacles that i was probably going through within even elementary school whether like whether it's doubting myself sometimes i still doubt myself don't get me wrong yeah but sometimes it's like it's like this you know when you work so hard you get to a point where it's like you know what i'm going to get this i'm gonna work my ass off for this shit and i ain't gonna let nothing stop me and mm-hmm. you keep on working you keep on working you keep on working you get to a st- like a like a for me, it's a writing block. You know what I'm saying? I like writing poems now. It mm-hmm. kind of gets my like emotions out. So when I get to that writer's block, it's like, okay, where do I go from here? You know what I'm saying? You start panicking a little bit. Mm-hmm. Things get a little shaky, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes roller coasters shake. But the roller coaster always comes to an end. You know what I'm saying? Like whether you know, may God forbid, you know, it crashes or whether it just, you get back to, to the platform safe. So it's like, at the end of the day, of course, I want safety. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. So I just try my best and I look for help, guidance, you know what I'm saying? To help finish that poem. Mm-hmm. And guidance is is what I'm getting at. You know what I'm saying? When you look for guidance, not only is something what a follower does, and it's not like I said, it's no nothing wrong with being a follower, like as in like for a good cause. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean a- that's also that's also something that I was thinking of um, touching on. I'm gonna like still finish, but you reminded me of something. No, for sure. But like, yeah, you're you're following. You're you're trying to look for guidance because even as a leader, whether we're being real or not, leaders. Well, I mean, you know, God, of course. Like I said, you know, you know, then God know what he's doing. But I'm a human. I'm just a human. So when I look for guidance as a leader, I'm looking for guidance from God. 
or mm-hmm. any kind of, you know, you know what I'm saying, source that I mm-hmm. could, like, I feel like that is, like, good, you know what I'm saying? Essentially, everything comes from God. Everything good comes from God. Right. So, it's like, yeah, that's when I become a follower. And if we're doing those things that's leading us to towards any kind of good, it's training us to be a leader to the next person. You know what I'm saying? Now I got now for hypothetically, now I can help somebody else possibly make their poem. You know what I'm saying? Like once they get to their writing's block, you know what I'm saying? And I find I keep on saying, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I <didn't stop. laughs> but once I get to that point of defeating that writer's block, I can try to help others defeat that obstacle as well. Because mm-hmm. humans have limitations, which is why we need guidance, which is why we need a black father. Well, we need a father. Got you. Okay. Um, so just for anyone that's also curious, future, present, past tense apparitions um just to clarify so i am agnostic (laughs) so this is maybe a different perspective or approach um and there's nothing wrong with it at all like believing in that there's god some something right because i think sometimes for many people it's a lot easier to and this isn't in a mean way i'm saying like this makes perfect sense and i get it it's it's easier to find faith in something outside of ourselves than to try and put it in ourselves. Only because we as people, aside from, you know, mental illness, all this other stuff, but just saying in general, especially when I think of American people, but we as humans, right, we fuck up. We We aren't that disciplined, maybe as we think we are. But also, I think it's kind of the same thing where there's so many people where if religion wasn't a thing, they wouldn't have any morals. They wouldn't have a, a sense of a conscience compass to follow. And they'd be all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, aside from that, I think, I think, and maybe this is unpopular opinion, but I think it's okay that not everyone is meant to be a leader, right? Like, I think it's okay for there to be some who are leaders and some who are followers and some who can kind of switch between the two even. Because I think the most important thing about a leader is someone who's able to listen and take information and apply it and also teach it to other people and teach it to other people properly and teach it to other people with good intention. And maybe not even good intention, because like I said, role models are all very different, right? But just to have a strong intention and to to follow it through, mm-hmm. I think, makes someone a good leader. Because a, a not-so-good leader is a person who is shutting out every bit of other information and then also teaching that, of course, to their followers, right? So again, when we were talking about before, Martin Luther King or Adolf Hitler, they're both leaders, but their impacts are very, very different. And we could always say Adolf Hitler is an extremely bad leader, but if we look at what he did, all he did was spread propaganda 
to people who thought similar to him and he voiced it and he found a way to make it make sense and then people followed him. Now, morally wise, he is not a good leader and the people who follow him morally wise, majority of people would agree, they are not, like, that's that's fucked up. Okay? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> however, again, he, wa- he was a leader. When it comes to role models and leaders, the only way a person can also be a leader is if they have followers in the first place. If everyone was a leader, no one would listen to anyone. You know? Either everyone's doing their own thing and kind of working together synergistically, but, like, everyone's doing their own thing, or no one's listening to anyone because everyone wants to be the, the boss, right? Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So... On the other side of that, I think what makes a bad follower is a person who doesn't completely understand the mission of the person that they are following behind, as well as not willing to take in any other information and blindly following a leader. Therefore, I don't think everyone makes a good follower. I don't think everyone makes a good leader, which is which also brings me to my ultimate thing that when it comes to a role model, which I feel like is a different term. Like, you know, not every leader is a role model, right? I don't think many people would necessarily call Adolf Hitler a role model. But he was a leader because he had power. He had impact. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean he was a role model. And that's how I define the two. I think to be a leader is again, subjective, like in itself, the word. But to be a role model is to have a greater good impact, whether it's one person or the whole world. A role model is like an influential person trying to put more good into the world through teaching other people, through allowing their followers and pushing their followers to educate themselves. To, to do more self-advocacy and, and things of that sort, I think is a good role model. Um, just like an older sibling to a younger sibling or a friend to a friend or a coach to a, to a, a student, all this other stuff, right? A role model is someone that you can respect because not all followers respect their leaders. That's also another thing, right? Especially in the day of social media, if you think about it, like so many people pay attention to the people they don't like, um, you know, just because they're in the public eye and because they're a leader, like they're out there, they have power, they're making impact, but it doesn't mean you like what they're doing. Um, but yeah, I think to truly be a role model is, is a different path. That's, that's a very separate label. Um, so my, so connecting it back to black fathers, right? I think that this is all very subjective. If we were to talk about just single mothers, especially, especially when we're talking about in heterosexual situations or cis, het, heteronormative, whatever, clarifying cis, het is cisgender heterosexual. It's just shortened meaning like basically a straight person 
like like if a guy was assigned male at birth then they they still think they're a guy they they're cool with that then and they're straight okay they're cishet that's a cishet dude um anyways sound like me <laughs> yeah <laughs> um <sighs> there's a lot there there's a lot to unpack there but if we were to talk about just the parent portion i think that there are good fathers that leave situations that leave kids. I think there are bad fathers that leave situations that leave kids. I think there are also fathers that just kind of fall in between where maybe they don't know what to do and maybe they want to be there, but they don't know how to be there. So they just choose not to. Right. And they leave their kids. I think there's a lot of nuance in that situation. And I also, th- I also think that I also think it has even less if we were to talk about this in a very gender inclusive way and in, in, in how I see parenting, mm-hmm. I think that it's even not taking away from black fathers. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like if we were to think about the whole spectrum of, of parenting I think it's just the struggle of living in a home with one parent, especially unintentionally, that causes so much pain and trauma. Because there are single parents out there that have great relationships with their kids and that have a great time. I think it's just the idea of a two-parent household has become so ingrained in a part of the American dream that we that sometimes we as people forget that there are people who want to just be single parents. There are people out there who just want them and a kid. They don't want another partner. Or maybe they want to just have multiple partners in a very healthy fashion, but they only want to, you know, they just want to be the parent to one kid. It, you know, situations differ. I think the trauma and the 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 issues of not having two parents is more so the financial part of it, the unplanned part of it, mm-hmm. the feeling insecure part of it, because you see other kids that might have two parents and societal pressure of homes having two parents. And then, you know, when people have polyamorous relationships and then you have homes that have three parents, which you should think is like super amazing because now <laughs> you have extra support. And people are like, no, that's not okay (laughs) for kids to have three parents. It's like, well, then, okay, that's pretty counterproductive, right? But, you know, just stuff like that. So I think there's a little bit of it that is societal pressure, like being like, there should be two parents because this, this, and this. And like, yeah, it's a lot to raise a kid, but we forget that it's outside of the parents as well. What about the parents' parents? What about the aunts and the uncles if they have siblings? What about the close friends? What about the actual community outside of the parents? Because a single parent can raise a child depending on the support they have around them. And that's usually the case where all of that other stuff is also super rocky when we think of single parents. We think of half the income. We think of half the support. We think of half the family members they can go through, they, they can go to, let alone probably less than that, depending on the relationship with that parent to their family. We think about all those other things that are 
stemming from stuff that just happens. I mean, sometimes, you know, you just don't plan to have a kid, and sometimes horrible shit happens in people's lives. And and a kid is brought into the world or brought into a situation. And um, so I, I do want to acknowledge that. Um, I do want to acknowledge that. I think it's imp- important regardless of, and, and I, again, I'm not taking away at all from Black fathers. I'm going to circle back to it. But two moms, two dads, three parents, three dads, three moms, whatever the f- fuck situation as long as they're good parents as long as they're good role models as long as they have support they have a community they have the the security that a kid would need in order to grow up feeling safe and feeling loved and feeling accepted which sometimes in heteronormative homes is a problem and that's maybe a different topic but like that's more of a problem also in very heteronormative houses especially if the kid ends up being queer in any way um and that's a more specific thing to to touch on but it's the truth so sometimes having these very different what we would what might be considered eccentric family setup can potentially benefit the child because if you have a parent or if you, or if you have multiple parents um, that think about parenting outside of the box, that opens up more options and experiences and and just things for the children, um, especially in communication. So, with going back to back to back to um, black fathers, I think that the typical idea around black fathers not being in the home is because we usually see single mothers that are now struggling in a society that is patriarchal, that they're getting paid less than the guy next to them at their job. And they have the same position and the same amount of time working there and the same experience level. However, it's just because she's a woman. Now she has to pay more money also for any products that have to do with periods or, weird products that try to tell her that her body is gross if it's not in this specific way and then on top of that if you think about it and we're talking about you know a a heterosexual situation so like a black a cis black woman and a cis black man and the father is is out of the situation we also have to think about the fact that there are so many whether they're straight or not or whatever like there are so many black women out there who genuinely believe that they are failing at life kid or not they believe that they are failing in life when really they just have a mental illness or they're dealing with anxiety or they're dealing with depression and they don't know it there are so many just because of other societal stuff going on and then racism and sexism and misogyny and other systemic isms and, and problems and when you bring all of that and then you become a parent especially at a young age and unintentionally you then have to figure out how to deal with the trauma that you haven't fully accepted yet that you've been put that's like been pushed onto you by society 
And then now the trauma of a relationship falling apart and you have a kid. And now, or like you're pregnant and you have to figure out what to do. And, you know, all this stuff about like abortions and in, in these very specific laws and that really, I feel like, are just attacking poor people. But in my opinion, I mean, it's more than that, right? But there's other stuff to it, but I feel like it's a, it's a money game with with abortions. And all this shit, all this constant shit, and then you have the one person, and this is saying in a consensual relationship and stuff like that, you have the one person that you got pregnant with that you have this kid with and they they peace out for whatever reason like now you have to figure out how to unfold all of this all of this turmoil all this shit and try your best not to put it onto a kid that you weren't really expecting that you're probably not ready for all on your own with probably not enough income to fully support this child and, like, I think even in itself that single moms can be great role models. Like, all the stuff that I'm talking about is so much to deal with. And that doesn't excuse the fact that moms can be bad parents. I think that's not talked about enough. I think people feel bad sometimes about saying, like, my mom's a bad person. Because she physically carried you for nine months or whatever the case is. Or this weird idea around moms that they just can't be bad. But the truth of it is that they can be. And part of it could be because of trauma. Because of societal stuff, right? <clears throat> um, so I just... I think that... I think, yeah, I think the idea of a black father is a very interesting thing to touch on. My perspective is very nuanced in that regard. And what I mean is that, or like potential addiction, whatever, some of that is truly just just nature, just whatever your genetics do. But I also think some of that can truly be helped with nurture. Like, even if a kid is just born and they are planned to have depression, depending on the reaction of the parents and the support that the child gets, does that determine, you know, further down the line? So, I think, I think Black fathers are super important. Super, super, super important. And I think that their spot in society or in the Black community is a difficult one to talk about because there is more often people in men who are black fathers who don't respect the fact that they're a father that don't take it seriously that probably didn't want kids that use children as an extension of other things or you know whatever the case is and just they just don't respect it they don't honor being a father and just the same as mothers don't but you see for some reason you just see it a lot 
with black fathers and then mothers who actively push the father away in some cases and who use that as a way of saying, you know, he was garbage anyways and and trying to be like a warrior of some sort by keeping or holding on to the child is also very disgusting. So I don't know. I'm very nuanced about this because I do think all types of parents are really important. But when we talk about the black community, I think it's even more important because there are way too many parents that have trauma just from being black and they don't talk about it. And then they push it onto their kids or they don't really know what they're doing or they don't believe in mental illnesses and the importance of mental health. And so they push that onto their children and whether there's single parent, two parents, or a whole town to help this kid, if they're all saying the same thing, what does it matter? Because then to me, whether the father is there, the mother is there, both of them are there, they can both be terrible, terrible leaders. They can both not be role models. And so what difference would that make for the child? That's what I was mentioning when I was saying, like, you know, father figures in the community, like, such as coaches, teachers, and mm-hmm. etc. I just feel like one presence can literally impact a whole life, can actually impact a whole generation. Yeah. Whole. And further than that, you know what I'm saying? The whole century, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm-hmm. Honestly, the impact of a word, one single word, can impact your whole life. And like I said, that can literally go to towards centuries as well and generations as well. Uh, you I got agree. someone. Oh, I'm sorry. What you say? No, no, no. I said I agree. No, for real, appreciate that. It's like you got someone that can literally say oh, I actually believe that you can do this. You know what I'm saying? I I believe that you can invent a light bulb or I believe that you can invent a defibrillator. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it'd be those times, those serious heart-to-heart times when you talk to someone, when you feel like giving up and stuff like that, when you think there's no hope when you feel like everybody's against you and that one person sticks up for you, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that can change someone. And I don't mean like change someone for a a single moment. I mean like that can change my whole life type thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you... There are negotiate negotiators out here, right? I think that's what they call the people that stop the people from jumping off cliffs and stuff, committing suicide. Mm-hmm. You, they're trained to do stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Or some people like it could literally be a stranger stopping somebody from jumping off a cliff, or etc. You know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy to me. I'm happy that you know that they're surviving. You know what I'm saying? All right. It's just like the impact that someone can have upon your life is crazy. Oh, 100%. I agree. Um, Also, just to throw this in there before I forget, 
Um, a really good example of a black father, in my opinion, as it stands right now, uh, he also writes books. And his name is Kenneth Rogers Jr. And he is really cool. So he, just to clarify, he writes books um, using various DC Comics superheroes as a way to talk about trauma or to talk about, like, one of his books is about the Flash in reference to being a workaholic. And another is Batman about hypervigilance. And he also specifically talks, has books about um, male survivors of, uh, probably should have put maybe a trigger warning at the beginning of this, but um, of sexual assault and stuff like that. Um, Because there's there's not a lot of books out there, which is also great that he's addressing it. Which again, and I I believe he has a daughter. I could be wrong, but he he is a male survivor himself Mm. and he noticed and he understands the gap that there is when it comes to men being survivors of sexual assault and stuff like that. And so he's addressing it. He's addressing other stuff also in, in future books and stuff like that. But he, he is addressing the fact that there's not many books out there for male survivors and, it needs to be talked about more. So that's like a little, if you want to, if you like books or if you're into DC comic heroes, I would suggest picking one of the books that he has out. He's, he's been writing for a while. It's just a, an author that I found randomly and I just thought it was really cool. Um, and yeah, he is a black father and, and he's, he's, he's working with his trauma there's a lot of things in society that are also really harsh pressures when it comes to men. Um, I will also say it's in a different way. And I do think women have it a bit or, or for sure, like worse. Um, considering that society is literally trying to decide how your body should look in order to deem you worthy for even being loved. Right. But, or even being considered worthy of being heard for that matter. Um, there are pressures also on men in, in other ways that do need to be talked about. And I think that can also cause a lot of absentee fathers. That's an interesting perspective you have. Mm. I want to say um, the fact that you have to address your trauma in order to heal I feel like that can make or break a dad. Yeah. Um, and I'm not putting that past upon anybody that's not a dad or not a mom, etc. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm just, but now it's like you have a whole kid as well, like on top of that. Yeah. And one kid can lead to two, two kids can lead to four, etc. It can be a whole community. Mm-hmm. So... You start with one, and that one can impact many. So if you're not addressing your own trauma or whatever pattern that's going on in your life, 
if you're not fixing that inner critic, like how I was mentioning, then morally, I personally believe that makes you a good person or a bad person, which can be a morally good or morally bad leader. And you were saying moral morals are subjective based on you know leaders. Leaders can be there can be good leaders with bad intentions. So, oh, hundred percent, yeah. As you were you know mentioning before, but if you don't address those critics within, and the morals are you know are taught. So, or, you know, some of them are natural. I personally believe a lot of morals are natural, which is why I say a lot of subjective things. Like, you shouldn't kill anybody. Like, you go to different countries, you know, killing is illegal. That's, you know, a given, in mm-hmm. my opinion. But, you know, there are people out here that that would be like, you know, killing just for fun. Or there are in social, or there are in dilemmas where, you have to kill someone to save the planet, for example, or save people in general. Like, right. for example, killing Osama bin Laden. Like, some people wouldn't hesitate because it's like, oh, I'm saving a lot of lives. Like, that's how they view it. But right. in a different, and you know, in a different person, like a person from his country will probably be like, oh, that's our leader. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have a very, and this is not to cut you off, I find it interesting. Um, you're making me think of Aang. Mm-hmm. Aang. Aang, for sure, where he was like, I don't want to kill him, I don't want to kill him, I don't want to kill him, because he's still a human. He still is still life. Yeah. Um, Some people Kyoshi though, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck it. I, I know, right? <laughs> I'm for sure Kyoshi, bro, Korra, on site. She was just, she was like, what, bro? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, this is not probably the moment to be laughing because we're talking about uh, people dying. But yeah, for real. Yeah, but I'm like, but it's so true. Um, no, really. I yeah, I get that. I think, and that's the other thing. That's why I say morals can be very ambiguous because it morals are situational because morals are such a deep, deep thing. And if you're if you're beliefs are based off of a a specific leader it's it can get muddy because you don't know the specific morals and intentions of that leader like you you probably don't know them personally or maybe you believe that you know them personally right um but that doesn't doesn't mean anything and that's why I feel like religion is very interesting because I feel like religion helps people discover their own moral system. Mm-hmm. And I think that just clarifies people sometimes on their path. Because if we try to put faith and belief in ourselves, we're more likely to disappoint ourselves and give up because we already know in our minds as humans that we will fuck up no matter how disciplined you're like you can be disciplined at one thing and not at another like both of those can exist in one person and i think that's the other part of it you can be great at going to the gym and all this other stuff but you might be an alcoholic you know what i mean there there's 
I, I can see that and I get that for sure. Um I think I think that like makes a lot of sense again when it comes to to parenting. Cause again, parents are automatically the leaders that their children will will come towards naturally, but if those parents aren't good role models, if they don't have a solid moral system, you know, what what does what can the kid do? Aside from, you know, run to somebody else or accept it. Exactly. And I feel like that concludes the point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, wrong. Anything you need to add? Anything I need to add? Oh, man. Um, I guess a new, maybe a funny update. You've None of you have probably seen my face before, except maybe the apparitions, but I cut my hair. Woo. So that's cool. Um, anything adding to the conversation wise? Um, not necessarily. I'm a very gray area person. I like to go between the lines and, and really look at things from various perspectives to give a to try and give a very even balanced perspective or or point of view whatever um so i don't know that's that's kind of my take on it at least you know right now because that can also change but uh yeah i also think um i also think some people just shouldn't be parents (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, let's not let's not forget that. Myself. I think some people aren't meant to be parents. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of reconsider. I don't. I it's like yeah, having kids is a want, but like, do I genuinely believe that I will be a good parent? And that kind of made me realize, like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not. I, I feel like that would be. Uh, as of right now, as of 2021, I believe. It's still 2021. Yes. yes. Okay, yeah. So, as of 2021, and, my, you know, my viewpoint might change later. At this age, at 22 years old, no, I'm definitely not ready for no kid. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like that's the best thing that I could possibly do for my child, believe it or not, is to not have him or her or whomever they identify right Like, until you're ready. You know right. At this yeah. at this age, like I'm not ready. Now I got you. Well, that's us. I am Jack. And I am Ty. Spontaneous voice. Right. Talk to you later. Peace out. And have a great time. Don't be sad. Well, I mean, it's okay to be sad. But <laughs> you know, do your thing. And I hope everyone's okay, including the apparitions. Same. <laughs>